Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, and now Steve Paisley Jordan joins us. Good morning, Jordan. Steve. Jordan. Good morning. What I say? <laughs> Steve Jordan. I don't know uh, why you keep calling well, me. I just changed your name. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, Call me anything but Lincoln Dinner. I am the president of this ministry. If I want well, to change somebody's last name on the fly. Do I have to do the I birth do certificate it. thing now? Do I have to get a new birth certificate? Because I could do that. Up to uh, you. Just claim asylum. I thought you were born in Kenya. That's what I thought. <laughs> Jordan, are, oh, no. Did I say Jordan? I'm sorry. I must Jordan. have been reading. I think I was reading something. But anyway. That's okay. Steve Jordan. Uh, by the way, Brent Creeley, our producer, did we ever get our video streaming uh fixed because it was out of our control not yet we're still working on it <laughs> do we have any idea what's going on is there something in the middle of the earth some kind of electrical uh i might can bore problems? you with the details but but it's no please don't technical yeah. issues we're working on okay all right well i wouldn't be bored i, I bored i have Eddie said stuff i have a great engineering yeah, mind if yeah, you wanna. He, well you want to we'll, we'll meet uh, after the show yeah, yeah you tell me after the show technical i'll be right issues, on it Ed, technical issues ed can't get enough it's like <laughs> like a huh Everybody uh, who knows me is laughing right, at right. that. Um, all right, so we're experiencing some technical difficulties with respect to our streaming, live video streaming right now, if you're wondering, and you're on Facebook or our, our streaming service. It affects both? Yes, it so, does. So we're uh, in be, and out. We're trying. So it must be us. Yes. It must be our cameras or something, our internet, it's, if it's on both. Yes, it's it's a network issue here in-house. Okay. <clears throat> um, all right. Steve, good morning to you. Have we been banned from our own streaming service? Is that no, we have. Okay, good. No, good. Hey, I need to uh, self-report, gentlemen. Um, looking around, and I found some classified documents yesterday <laughs> at my home. You told me there were um, none. No, no, I, I know. I thought there were none, and then I found some next to my nineteen or two thousand six uh, um, <laughs> Subaru. But don't worry, they were in a locked carport. So. It's not like they were out on the street. No, they're a locked right. carport. Right. A locked carport. Yes. All right. Well played. <laughs> Come uh, and get me, FBI. <sighs> you better not joke about nah, that. Nah, don't say that. Especially if you're conservative. That's right. You're, you are the true threat to our yeah, democracy. Indeed. By the way, our the uh, FBI did bust um, a couple of people in Florida yesterday for attacking a pro-life pregnancy Oh, I saw center. the headline. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been waiting, right? Uh, right. When, there was, uh, when Roe versus Wade... It was overturned, the Dobbs decision last summer. You remember there were a lot of crisis pregnancy centers that were attacked. And that actually and, started after the leak of the Dobbs decision true, in March true. before it was released and, initially. And, you know, everybody, everybody on, on our side has been going, why isn't the FBI doing anything about yeah. this? And uh, they finally have done at least something with one, with two, two uh, people. Well, in, I, I will Florida. say that the Justice Department had been saying, and the FBI right. had been saying, they were investigating. Right. It was frustrating for conservatives right. because, right. you know, investigations often go, seem to go nowhere. You know, like finding who leaked the Dobbs decision. I was going to say the crack investigators at the Supreme Court were the ones that were uh, finally, you know, once they solved that case, then they went on to the. Uh, you know, that's kind of scary, quite frankly, that that the the, uh, the resources of the uh, at the Supreme Court's disposal including, I guess, the FBI, and you've got a limited number of people, 30 or 40 people, who could have had access to this Supreme Court decision that was leaked to the public, 
And here we are seven months, seven, eight months later, and they don't know who did it. That says to me it can happen again. Well, let me just toss this out, okay? I, again, the, I'm, we're just spitballing here. What if it was a Supreme Court justice who did it? If you're if you're investigating that and you find out that so-and-so is the one who probably leaked it, do you investigate a Supreme Court <clears throat> justice? I mean, do you, do you threaten them with? Well, you got a novel right there. Yes, you, you got. You're on the. You're on the. You're on to a great suspense story right there. Well, Abe Hamilton on his show has been uh, very strongly suggesting that there's a cover up going on because the language that was used on the statement out of the Supreme Court, something about that they couldn't identify by the preponderance of the evidence. And Abe and I'm not a lawyer, but I'm quoting Abe says the preponderance of the evidence is not the not the level of uh, information you need in order to charge someone. Right. You just, That's right. Yeah. You, to convict them, you do. Yes. But not to charge them. Right. Right. Well, we're, 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 hopefully this will be uh, somehow resolved, but I'm with you, Tim. If they can't solve something like this. Then it can happen again, over can, and over again. Right. Go, Steve. All right. Um, let's just let me just uh, kind of close the loop. You guys were talking at the end of last hour with Bishop Jackson about uh, the uh, voting thing in, in in Georgia. Yeah, the voting uh, thing in Georgia. The voting thing in the, you know the thing. The thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know the the, the, the thing. Well, uh, you mentioned um, the president uh, Biden had really railed against the uh, voting laws that Georgia wanted to put in. In fact. He called it Jim Eagle, and I just want to let you guys hear a little as bit. As opposed to Jim Crow. As opposed to Jim Crow. Listen to Cut 13. The Republican voters I know find this despicable. Republican voters. The folks out in the, outside this White House. I'm not talking about the, the elected officials. I'm talking about voters. Voters. And so I'm convinced that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do, and it cannot be sustained. You liar. I, I, first of all, I forgot how ludicrous that sounded. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It doesn't make huh. any sense. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. No, he was talking about the Georgia voting law that right. was passed a year ago or so, and he's reacting. He, well, is he reacting? Yeah, he's reacting to it, and he's saying it's rank racism. Right, right. And and because Jim Crow, the Jim Crow uh, South prevented blacks from participating voting, in society, yeah, voting uh, or voting. eating. Right. But uh, there was a poll that was published Monday at the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Listen to this: among black voters, seventy three percent said they had an excellent overall experience voting. Twenty three percent said they had a good experience voting. 3% said they had a fair experience voting, and you never, ever see this in polls, but 0% said they had a poor experience in voting. And this is what Bishop Jackson was referring to in the last session. Yeah, so, so Biden was lying. Yes. He was, a, he's a, he was a lying. You know what he was trying to do? He was trying to uh, stoke up animosity and fear, especially among minority people, to say, look, there they are. The white supremacists in Georgia trying to keep what Biden would say, you people, from voting. And we're not going to stand for it. This is, this is one of the worst things in human history. Isn't that what he was saying? Yeah. As it turns out, having gone through the voting experience, which was supposed to be one of the worst things in, in their lives, 
the black folks in Georgia said, no, we're fine. We're good. We, we, we voted and we're moving on with today and tomorrow. You and, know, just having, just having a, a driver's license, show a driver's license in order to vote. If you, as the president of the United States apparently thinks and believes if you think that black people can't get a driver's license or other government issued ID and go down and vote, then you're the racist because you, you don't think they have the brains to do that. That's an absurd thing yeah. to believe about black people. And no. that's, this poll proves that the vast, vast majority of black people in Georgia were able to figure this Look, out. Yes, yes. Look, the Democrats have to keep the black vote intact at 90 plus percent. Okay, if they don't, they're in trouble. Uh, if, if if the black vote were to go seventy thirty, for example, the Democrats are in trouble in a lot of places. They need ninety percent of black folks to vote for them, right? And they need to be energized to come out and vote and participate. How do you do that? Well, you scare the mess out of them. And how do you do that? Well, you make up stuff. You make up stuff that isn't true. So that you scare the mess out of them, so that they vote for the people who are going to protect them from white devil. Right. White devil equal Republican. Yeah. You see how this works? So how do we do this? If you're Biden, you tell them, okay, the 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 white Republicans in Georgia, they're not going to let you vote. They're going to make it really hard for you to vote. So let's go out and <clears throat> pander on this issue. Do you, and I'm just saying, now that the evidence is in to what Biden said was going on, proves by the polling to African-American voters in Georgia that what he said was not true. There was no evidence for it. Uh, and many on the left did. Remember they went after, remember, the, as I said, the Major League All-Star game? Yeah. They moved. Yeah. They moved from Atlanta over this. Uh, which the, it, it wasn't because the, Chair, the uh, commissioner of Major League Baseball knew what he was doing or even knew about this bill. He just got a, a few Wokies, got on their Facebook page, and he got some calls from some celebrities. And he said, oh, what do I do? What do I do? I got to change the venue of the game. I need to move the game. or other, Otherwise, they'll think I'm racist. They're going to think I'm racist. And that's what, the, that's what uh, uh, two big corporations in Georgia, I think they issued the same kind of statement. Uh, CEO of Delta and Coca-Cola, oh, we're – we're very concerned about this bill and and uh, and all this stuff. By the way, nothing changed with Delta and Coca Cola. They, they were still, pandering. They were still just, very much in Atlanta. They were, they were hit by a woke attack, you know, on Facebook and calls right. and celebrities. They were hit by a woke attack, which always passes. But the woke attack came, and they said these corporations said, "I don't even know what the bill says or how it harms people." But if but if Jay Z calls yes. and, and says that. It's 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 going to uh, keep black people from voting. Then we're going to issue a statement. You see what I'm saying? Well, just ten years ago, then Vice President Joe Biden. Okay, this was in the run up to the 2012 re-election campaign. Obama Biden. Uh, you remember he said about Republicans because I looked it back up just to make sure he was talking about the economic policies of Republicans, and he said to black voters. They're going to put you all back in chains. You remember that? He he actually insinuated that's, his, that's, that's what, a quote that that's what Republicans wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, 
Meanwhile, this is, con- this is part mean- of his. Meanwhile, he was pal for a few decades with the uh, Grand Wizard of the KKK, <laughs> uh, uh, Bird from West Robert Virginia. Bird. He was he was a, he was at one time in his life, as right. I understand it, a Grand Wizard of the KKK. And Biden talks affectionately about hanging out right. with him all having the time. lunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't you know? Huh? Yeah, I remember. But 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 the bottom line here politically is you, the uh, Democrats have to count on ninety percent of the African American vote, and they'd like to get that much of other minorities to be able to win elections in many places, and they can't afford for black folks to look at the Republicans as reasonable alternatives. Right. So you've got to make them, as I say, white devils. Yep. So which would, uh, well, I won't say that. I was going to say a sports team. Uh, but that would be inappropriate, huh? Yeah, we probably should. That that wouldn't work. Right. White Devils uh, wouldn't work as a sports team name. All right, Steve, uh, continue on. I, I want to read the clown. What he did. <laughs> no, no. Okay. We really should move on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I, <laughs> well, you got Redskins. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> no, true. But you do have the Blue Devils. Right. Duke Blue, Blue Devils. Devils. So, no, I, I saw so where Blue you were De- going with the tip. Okay. So blue devils, blue devils works, but you can't be the white devils, right. right? Okay, go ahead, Steve. I want to read you the clown headline of the day. Clown, you say? Clown, okay. as in circus. Yes. They knew. Why didn't the unvaccinated do more to warn us? The vaccinated knew what we didn't. A lot of them said too little. Most said nothing at all. A lot of blood is now on their hands. The unvaccinated. The unvaccinated. You said vaccinated. Is, oh, I'm sorry. Why didn't the unvaccinated do more to warn us? As the world struggles to come to terms with the devastating effects of COVID-19, one question that continues to surface is why the unvaccinated didn't do more to warn us about the potential dangers of being injected. While well-intentioned citizens lined up, did the right thing and received their COVID-19 vaccinations, now seeming to do more harm than good, their unvaccinated friends stood by and let them do it. Some of them said too little. Some said nothing at all, even though they knew what we didn't. Our blood is now on their hands. This is this is this is not the Babylon Bee. No, this is somebody who where a was very this liberal feminist magazine uh, uh, published this. Well, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I, I don't know who said it. Was this a woman who wrote this? This is a feminist magazine. I I believe uh, so. Okay. I don't know where I don't know where she lived or what her unvaccinated friends were like, but a lot of people uh, that I know who were unvaccinated freely spoke about what their viewpoints were on it. So maybe she just needs to get better friends. I don't know. <sighs> I, it just it's this is the new narrative now. Once they find out that the vaccine is actually dangerous, now it's our fault and Trump, of course. Right. But Trump cr- helped create it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Operation Warp Speed. Huh? Um, yeah. Wasn't it? Warp Speed? Yeah. Well, what's happening here is... Um, Gaslighting. Well, okay. I think we need another year of... of somebody needs to do a serious scientific study on uh, the results of the vaccination, the vaccination shots. Are they causing uh, deaths uh, among people? You know, we read these stories every day about people dropping dead. Especially young people. Young people. Uh, is it causing heart clotting? 
which leads to death, uh, and directly related to the vaccine. Now, some would say, well, you're never going to find that out because the pharmaceutical companies <clears throat> and the medical industry are going to cover that up because right. they were all in and they don't want to look bad. Well, that may be an obstacle to overcome. And I'm, what I'm overcome, an obstacle to research that would, you know, I mean, people do, everybody does research on uh, drugs. Right, yeah. They do on. There is a protocol. Well, that you have experimental. Some people, some people, if they don't have any choice, they're going to pass away. If they don't get an experimental drug, they'll say, "Sign me up for that." For the test, I'd yeah. rather have the test and have a chance at living than right. certain death. So people sign up for that kind of thing. And then they do a research on how it worked, how it didn't work, what were the what were the side effects, and so forth and so on. And of course, I've mentioned many times on this program before. We all watch television ads at night on. If you watch TV at all, and you're going to see advertisements for <clears throat> for uh, law firms that are representing people who've been harmed by drugs that they took in the 90s, which at the time they said were safe and effective, right? Right. So that happens. And we all see also the side effects that are mentioned in advertisements for medications and drugs, which usually take about 50 seconds of a 60-second spot. <laughs> all the things that can yes. do bad to you, right? Right. right. Uh, so I'm just saying that hopefully in that same spirit of science and research, we will have a, uh, what do you call it, a post post-mortem? postmortem? Yes, look at the uh, effectiveness uh, of va- of the COVID vaccine shots and whether in fact they led or are in fact it's they're, they're leading to more deaths among young people because of heart clotting and myocarditis, uh, which all this really is anecdotal right now. Although I've seen some, I guess, studies here and there. There are some data, there are some data, data. out there, Yeah, but uh, the conspiracy theorist in me says that it's being suppressed and Dr. Peter McCullough and others would agree with that. Um, well, that's not a we, conspiracy theory if he believes it. it well, he does. It's a, it's a professional opinion. Of a of a doctor, a medical doctor. Well, we, we'll see. Again, I say I probably need another year. It, this is for my satisfaction to see if some uh, re- research does come forth with some more. Uh, you know, I'm saying some more results that I we do trust. And all I want to say is ivermectin, 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 ivermectin. <laughs> trying, yeah, yeah, it's trying to get us banned. I don't think they ban. I don't think that uh, that's on an alg- algorithm anymore. Oh, you don't think that, to block to block it? You're gonna to have to come up with a better word, okay. a different word. Uh, so, um, anyway, interesting. Uh, go ahead, next story, Steve. All right, um, I, this is not pleasant to do, but well, let's do it anyway. Steve. Yeah, I need to call out a, a rather popular pastor in Atlanta. Andy Stanley has taken some questionable stances on some things in the past, and just recently. Uh, he had something to say about homosexuality inside the church. And I want to let you hear what he had to say, and I'd like to get your reaction to it. Um, so this is Andy Stanley. He's a pastor of North Point Church in Atlanta. And this is what he had to say about gays in the church. Cut 10. A gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community, I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. 
the gay men and women who grew up in church and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ as adults who want to participate in our church, oh my goodness. A gay man or woman who wants to worship their heavenly father, who did not answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, God said no, and they still love God, we have some things to learn. I know 1 Corinthians 6 and I know Leviticus and I know Romans 1. It's so interesting to talk about all that stuff. And I know the verses. I know the clobber passages, right? We got to figure this out. Ed, we got to figure this out. Well, listen, first of all, he started off as Andy Stanley, the lead pastor um, of, what is it, North Point? North Point. Okay, in in Atlanta. Uh, First of all, he said something about after the way the church has treated gay people. All I got to say is, Pastor Stanley, if your church has abused homosexual people who came seeking the Lord, then shame on you, if that's your church. But you have no right to speak to all churches unless you've attended them all and you haven't, okay? This idea that the church has beat up homosexuals, he references the quote-unquote clobber passages where the Bible talks about the sin of homosexuality, Okay, his view is to preach the truth about homosexuality is to beat up homosexual, you know, gay men and lesbian women, homosexuals. And that is not true. It's no more true than to preach out of that same passage, 1 Corinthians 6, about the sin of of adultery or fornication. All right. You know, the, the, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4 that the will of God is that we abstain from sexual immorality, right? And that encompasses all sexual immorality. Gays and lesbians don't get a free pass, all right? I don't know. Well, I think I do know where Andy Stanley is coming from, and I think Tim will have an opinion. But he conflates all sorts of things here. Andy Stanley is the same one, if I'm not mistaken, who said we should detach, decouple ourselves from the Old Testament. This guy's losing it. His wokeness has gone to his head, and he is no longer, as far as I can tell, at least on a couple of these issues, he's no longer rightly dividing the word. And his his leadership ought to rein that guy in. Anyway. Yeah, I would just say what he's doing right there is dangerous. Um, unless he just says, he might as well just come out, to me, he might as well just come out and say, listen, the Bible does not teach against homosexual behavior. There, I've said it, and uh, that's where our church stands, and I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Because that's what I interpreted what he said in code. Right. I, that's what I got out of what he just said here. He he said he said that these gay men and lesbians who want to come to— First of all, I don't personally—I'm sure there may be some churches. I don't personally know any church that says if you're homosexual, you can't come to our church and worship Nobody, God. No church says that. No, that's just—that's that, ludicrous. Okay, but what he's saying is that if if uh, homosexuals want to come to this church and worship God, and then he says the God who ignored their prayers at ages 12, 13, in other words, take this away from me, God, I don't want to be gay anymore. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Uh, then they have more faith than I do. Well, you know what? A lot of Lots people. of people struggle with sin, and they want God just to take it away, and it's not, God doesn't flip a switch. So he's yeah. actually doing a disservice to those who want to be delivered from their 
homosexual. Also, I got a real problem with him referring to certain Bible passages as, quote, clobber verses. Yeah. Right. He's being dismissive and critical of those who will preach out of those passages the truth about homosexuality. That's Andy Stanley. Of course, his dad's Charles Stanley, the legendary uh, First Baptist Church Atlanta pastor. All right, everybody. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you back here tomorrow.